So a lot of people wonder about the strong mayor principle. John Tory getting more powers. Well, David Miller, former Toronto mayor, weighs in. Five Toronto mayors wrote an, wrote an op-ed and agreed that it's too much and it's an overreach by the province. And they agree the mayor of the city, John Tory, should be a little stronger in resisting the approach here. Have a listen to our conversation with David Miller from Toronto Today. An odd, I don't think you get this very often, an, an op-ed in the Toronto Star from five, five former Toronto mayors. Um, and the headline, in essence, former Toronto mayors, that's them, warn Strong Mayors Act will harm local democracy. And this was written, as we mentioned, by five former mayors, one of whom joins us right now on the line. We always enjoy our visits with him. He's former Toronto mayor, David Miller. It is great to have you on, David. Thanks very much for the time. Good morning, Greg. Thanks for having how, me on. How do we get five former Toronto mayors to agree on anything? But somehow, I'd love to read the oral history of uh, of how this all uh, transpired and how you got together. But you all feel strongly about this issue, don't you? Yeah, but, I mean, it's, it's that simple. It's extremely clear to us. Uh, not only is the idea that giving the mayor a, a veto is both unnecessary and fundamentally uh, not right, uh, but... The, the way this has evolved, it's very clear that what the province is actually trying to do is give itself a veto over the city of Toronto. And that's fundamentally wrong. You know, there's three million people in the city of Toronto. They elect their mayor and council, and it should be up to them uh, to decide to make the decisions that affect their neighborhoods and their lives. And, and allowing the province to, in effect, run the city of Toronto is just uh, offensive and wrong. And that's how, you know, you look at these five mayors who come from all political parties and, and none uh, with very diverse backgrounds. And we're all fundamentally agreed on this. Yeah, it's David Crombie, Barbara Hall, uh, Art Eggleton, John Sewell, and yourself. Can the case be made? And I suppose somebody that would disagree with the op-ed would make the case that if, if you don't like gridlock and you want to put more accountability on one man or one woman's shoulders, similar to how mayors are in, in you know major U.S. cities like L.A., Chicago and Toronto, couldn't they make the case that this legislation pushes things in that direction? Well, no, first of all, they can't make the case uh, that it it. Uh, pushes things in the direction of a mayor having more authority because the act does exactly the opposite. It says it's giving the mayor more authority, but by making it contingent upon what the premier and the province tell the mayor, they're actually making the city subservient to uh, the province. And that's just fundamentally wrong uh, for all sorts of reasons. For example, if you're planning uh, transit, what you want is the people of the city, through their elected representatives, to say, here's where we need rapid transit. It's their decision, uh, not, uh, not the province's. And, and there's all sorts of important decisions where, where you might have a divergent view between what Torontonians want and what the province wants, and it should be up to us. And secondly, I, you know, I, I would push back very strongly against that idea that there's some magic in the governance of... Chicago and, and New York. <laughs> well, <laughs> the magic has been here. You know, Toronto's done pretty well with its system over the last 50 years. Um, and uh, I, I think we should be pretty proud of our city. But I wonder, do, do you think, and let's take New York then, since we often get compared to New York, climate, time zone, all the rest. Do you think anybody in New York City says, you know who we should let have more 
you know, let have have more influence on the like the governor or the state as a whole. And, and, and again, we're talking about strong personalities, the Michael Bloomberg's, the Giuliani's at the time, the David Dinkin, you know, even Eric Adams. I think people would look and say a lot is on him. So I'll praise him when it when it's necessary and I'll criticize him. But there's a power that those men have that maybe mayors in, in Canada don't have. And, and some are envious of that. Well, first of all, I, you know, it's inconceivable that Mike Bloomberg would say, <laughs> I, I want the uh, governor to tell me what to do. That's just inconceivable. And if you follow New York political history, there's been a huge fight over the decades between New York City and, um, and New York State. And Albany, New yeah. Transit system, for example. But, uh, you know, I, I, <clears throat> I know people like to look to those systems, but they, they miss things. And New York City, for example, has a really robust borough system where there are borough presidents who are hugely politically influential uh, without direct power. We've got nothing like that. But aside from all of that, Greg, if somebody thinks the Toronto governance system needs to be fixed, and there's some things I think need to be fixed. For example, when they arbitrarily cut council in half and made the job of a city councillor almost impossible. But that should be up to Toronto and the people of Toronto and its elected representatives to make a decision. That was the intent of the City of Toronto Act when it was passed about a decade ago or so. Let us, we're three million people, we're bigger than most provinces, let us govern ourselves and get on with it and we'll make the right decisions. What? And taking away that authority uh, just is counterproductive and uh, there's no example of it anywhere I can think of except perhaps in Eastern Europe. Former Toronto Mayor David Miller, our guest on Toronto Today. I think you make a great point and I want to pick up on that. It's the process, the, the process of that happening before the last municipal election makes some people a lot more suspicious or at least question the motives here there's still people you know feeling a little bit burned about that and i get it that wasn't that wasn't halfway into a term that was in the midst of an election campaign commitments have been made jobs have been quit signs are up and doug ford kind of swept down and arbitrarily did that so i get that i think there's a there's a trust factor alone in toronto municipal politics based on the last four years that makes it hard to go what's up his sleeve here i think that's fair Yes, and you, you know, there's a bit of another thing. I think the province gets away with uh, all sorts of things. It's almost like people accept that there's some rationale for their their actions. What's the rationale here? Uh, nobody's really pushed a rationale other than, well, we need to build more housing. You know, Toronto's building tens of thousands of of housing, or there are being built in Toronto tens of thousands of housing units every year, and there's no evidence whatsoever that anything like this is going to produce housing. You know, I, I would argue as a city person that we'd all be better off if uh, the mayor had a veto over provincial actions that hurt Toronto. You know, we Toronto, if you actually look at the decisions that are made and the things that are done at its best as a very effective form of government, it's not partisan. It's not just sound bites. The members of council don't have to do what the party leader says. They're there for their constituents and to fight for them. That's a far more robust form of government, and it requires compromise at council. And that's why the mayor, the mayor already has a strong voice and a great bully pulpit and a huge platform, no matter huge, who it is, uh, in order to persuade council to support initiatives the mayor wants to see. 
you know, if the, and, and uh, there's absolutely no need to strengthen that. And in many ways, it harms the ability of local people through their counselor to get their needs met. So I think you that's ma- what democracy is about. I agree with that. I, I, I think you make the point, though, that maybe there should be, you know, strong powers, but they're more they're more they back the municipality. Let's go back to those American examples. I don't think I don't think uh, Gavin Newsom can swoop down and tell Eric Garcetti, the mayor of L.A., this is how it's going to be. The people of L.A. would back the mayor every single time. And they would say, no, 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 no. We pay taxes here. We chose to live here. This is our city. That's our guy. You can And St. Kathy Hochul, Eric Adams, that would be the same scenario. What you're saying is we should be strong enough in Toronto to have less provincial influence, not more. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. You put it better than I did. I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be good at this. I, I believe in a strong city government. It meets the needs of people. It gives them a say over the decisions that affect their neighborhoods and communities. That's the right thing to do. And what this act does in, a, in a multiple ways is really undermine that and make the city of Toronto essentially uh, mm. something that the, the premier at a whim can tell them what to do. And it's fundamentally wrong. And you'd never see any mayor in the U.S., you know, can you imagine Richard Daly accepting the governor of Illinois doing something like this? It's inconceivable. No. Last thing, I think I think we've arrived here because you you mentioned it. It's a trigger word to say, well, let's build more housing. Well, everybody probably wants that, and everybody says that's a great idea, whether it's pie in the sky or whether there's practical means to do it. The other thing is, I think some of the issues that that get stuck in city council or that kick down the road is something as simple as. Can I have a beer in a park and and we need to do a study about another study bathrooms being open in May or water fountains being open in June when people are walking dogs or they got taught. Those are the frustrating issues. And people think, okay, if we get city council out of the way, the mayor can make sure the taps come on. He can make sure I can have a beer in a park. But that's the perception out there. And as you know, perception in media and politics sometimes becomes that reality. And that's why I think there's some support for this. Well, I'm not sure how much support there is for it, but that's that's separate. You know, each of those things could have been accomplished, particularly the stuff in parks. That's a result of budget cuts and efficiencies, so-called efficiencies over the last eight years, uh, 12 years, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a, a mayor and city council who uh, are their biggest priority is is basically freezing taxes with inflationary increases. We're seeing those results in the things you talk about, and nothing about these powers would change that. The mm. one example they've used in, in the mm. newspapers is the um, bylaw about allowing rooming houses. And they say, well, if the mayor had veto power, this, this wouldn't have lost. Well, first of all, the deputy mayor voted for it. So if the mayor can't get a, or voted against it, if the mayor can't get the deputy mayor on side, then there's something seriously wrong. Yeah. Secondly, veto power doesn't give you arbitrary authority to impose whatever you want, uh, and nor yeah. should it. You know, there should be a debate. And why, why are some of these issues, like drinking in parks, slow? Well, because not everybody agrees. And, you know, you and I might think it's a minor thing, but there are a lot of people who uh, have the right to vote in this city, who express their opinions to their counselors yeah. and say, I'm really worried about this. And that's democracy. And that's a good thing, frankly. Yeah, I know. They they say the same thing about safe injection sites, right? So it's all over the place. Like it's it's it. There's a lot of 
Toronto gets criticized for a lot of nimbyism, as you know, and and uh, it is something you know. Maybe I'm out of time. I wish we could talk more about it, but you know, we we can look in the mirror and again, and we know when we're guilty of it and when we're not. I gotta go. I want to talk more, but let's uh, let's kick it down the road ourselves. Uh, maybe till later in the month, David. Thanks so much. Great, give up the great work, Greg. Thank you, sir. Uh, David Miller, uh, you can read that op-ed in the Toronto Star.